Welcome to NAFAM the podcast. Welcome. Hi. Hi. How are you doing today? I don't know. I feel a little under the weather. I feel like potentially. I don't know. How many episodes is this for us? 65, I think. Okay. And you still haven't figured out how to do a proper intro that's like, I'm ready what for this? What is a proper intro? Like, I'm excited to be here. I'm ready for this. Like, let's do this. Well, that's fake and forced. Who's excited for anything? I am. I mean, okay. I am. All right, good. That's I am. You, you told me I need to be not just accepting, but I need to be excited for things. Okay. I'm very excited to be here today. Okay. I'll try it out. Let's see how that works. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, it's Monday night. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Oh, my God. It's Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. It's hot. I feel like I could be coming down with something. Did okay. I say that already? You did. It's also in, it's also October. It's in the 80s. It's I'm unseasonably really paranoid warm. Because I feel like there's been a lot of illness in this house the last few yeah. weeks, and I just have escaped it so far. But I swear to God, if I get hand, foot, and mouth disease, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know it's disgusting. Sounds gross. <sighs> is that this episode? Is that what I'm we're worried talk that that's about what's today? happening right oh now? Oh my God! Will you stop? <laughs> Ugh. It's painful to talk to you sometimes. You know that. Okay. You should be in the present. You should stop worrying about all of what could be. Right. You're right. You're right. A little bit. I'm right here right now. Thank you. There's a balance. Thank you for reminding me. So you're right here right now, but Mm -hmm. where would you rather be? Nowhere. Really? Really. Okay, fine. I know where (laughs) I'd rather be. I thought so. (laughs) I'd rather be Sunday night Mm -hmm. at approximately... mm, Nine o'clock. Maybe like 920. I think that's where where peak came for me. Yep. Yeah. What happened at 920 Sunday night peak? I... I still don't really know, at least how to, like, I don't know that I could, like, put it to words in the English language. Maybe if I knew Italian, I could. Yeah, there's probably, there's, there's probably a European word for it that would be more but fitting. We saw Monoskin in concert. Uh huh. And I started the night not even knowing the name of the lead singer. And now I am Damiano. a fangirl. <laughs> yeah, so we had decided. Last week, officially, I had been scoping it out for a while. Nick and yeah, Katie we talked were about playing and going. Yeah, and you had been scoping it, and we are going to get tickets. Yeah, but we didn't get tickets until after, I think. No, we got them. We already talked about it last episode, Jim. You think I can keep track of that? You should. All right. So we got tickets. Yep. Yep. You were kind of like, uh, okay, yep. I'll go. Cool. I was. And then the show started. <sighs> and Seriously? Wow. Obviously, we talk about a lot of concerts on here. We've been to, I, I don't want to say we're concert junkies, because but we've been to a number of concerts. We also went to Macklemore the week, a few days I, before yeah, I was going to get to which that. Which did not have this impact. Yeah. So, we, yeah. So, let's stay here. Okay. And then we can go back to that. Okay. Because they're two different experiences. So, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. So, you said we typically talk about a lot of oh, concerts. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been to a number of concerts. Like uh-huh. I said, we're not, we don't go to all the concerts. It's not like we have this, you know, huge experience, but we've been to some pretty great concerts. We're, in, we're in incredibly moved and like yeah. we like record the artists and then we go home and we list, rewatch the videos over and over again in the car. Like yeah. That's typical. Right. And you're excited and you can't wait for the next one. Mm-hmm. This experience was a little bit transcendent. Oh, that's a good one. It was. Like next level, mm-hmm. the just the energy, the um, almost like the desire to be something different. Yes, it's like, like the desire to be twenty one again. Yes, yeah, <laughs> y- yes, and it's like it, it, it just it's hard to put into words and to really uh, be able to articulate or or describe the experience. But it's like we just it's like yeah, okay, doesn't matter what I am today. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I want to be right now, mm-hmm. right here. I want to be this thing. Yeah. This, you know, partying, just moving, it, like, having fun. Like, I was telling you, like, I just, I don't even know. First of all, like, this was not what I was expecting. Like, I know if I knew, like, a handful of their songs. I did my best to listen to them beforehand. I have a couple that I do like a lot. Like, I will run to them. But their live performance does, like... Like, they might as well just, like, throw their albums out and, like, just record them all live. Because the live performance was so amazing. Like, they are, they were bratty as fuck, but, like, clever. And they had swagger or charisma, like, whatever. Like When you say bratty as fuck, they were, they were, like, almost like that punk scene. Like, we don't give a fuck about 
anybody else yes. or anything else. We're but, doing our thing. But like tastefully. But exactly. Almost. Exactly. Like <laughs> with a layer of I don't know if it's sophistication, but I was a layer just of say like sophistication. Yeah, we're I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, they're flipping you off. They're like doing all sorts of vulgar gestures. But I think when you couple that you can do it tastefully, I didn't know you could do that tastefully, but they do it yeah, tastefully. I think when you can couple that with incredible vocals. Yeah. The tightness of the act, like the the, the guitar and the bass and the showmanship and everything. Yeah. There was tightness to it. It was just like, yes, because obviously it's somewhat choreographed. It's somewhat like going out there and doing their thing. But uh-huh. they're so in sync out there. And just the, the you know, you go from the lead singer to the guitarist, to the bass guitarist, to mm-hmm. the drum. I mean, it's just like, there's a whole vibe between all of them. And the yeah. energy is, it does. It just carries to like, the whole crowd there was yeah and it's funny because like we got there and for sure like everybody was in like black leather and fishnets and you and i were not and speak for yourself being in the pit was very like a younger crowd like there might have been i don't know if there was even anybody our age that was interesting well there was but um no yeah so but then i like i logged onto instagram really quick and i saw that um one of our mutual friends who's our age was there. She had posted a picture. So I was like, oh my God, we're here too. She was there with her kid. And um, then you recognized somebody. Mm-hmm. At the end of the show. Yeah. yeah. And so just tell that story because I find it amusing without giving names, obviously. Well, of course. So <laughs> yeah, at the end of the show, I'm like, I'm going to go hit the bathroom before we go because we're probably going to get stuck in the parking lot for a long time. Mm-hmm. So as I'm exiting the bathroom. Which by the way, we all got blocked into the... Um, arena because they the the um, band. band got a police escort out of there and they let them exit first so they they closed off and we were kind of it was very weird I was surprised that they allowed that to happen but whatever seemed, it was pretty cool. seemed against fire code but okay <laughs> yeah well I mean yeah anyway I'm sure it wasn't yeah but I was just like really or you're gonna really okay yeah <laughs> so yeah so I I was leaving the bathroom and I see a person. I don't know how old, but probably older than us. And he recognized somebody else. And so they were talking. And I'm like, God, that voice, that face. I just, I know who it is. And I could not. I'm like, it's somebody that I've worked with, but I can't, I can't, couldn't picture who it was. So like, I was telling you on the way home, I'm like, I know that person. It's not somebody from one of our customers, but like, could it be? Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, about three quarters of the way home, I was like, I know who it was. Mm-hmm. It was this attorney that I worked with mm-hmm. on a special project mm-hmm. earlier this year. Okay. Only so, met in Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. You don't need to get that level of detail. Well, I am. But anyways, yes. So you reached out to him and or he you happened to get a random email. So I email happened from, to get a random email for like, this event they were sponsoring. Like and, that Monday. Yep. So then you were like, Hey, I just have to ask you a question. Were you at this concert? And he is older than us. Go ahead with what he responded. <laughs> He said, I was. It was actually my second Monoskin concert. And he said, and we were like eight to 10 feet from the stage. And my daughter, actually, when the lead singer came out, touched him. And so he shared a level of detail that was like. He was obviously very enthusiastic about this band. And he said, this is the second time he's seen him. And he, this show was better. Like, you would expect to be a fan, right? Like, doesn't necessarily. Very, 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 very professional, very kind of like quiet, like, you know. Yeah. In the professional setting. So, yeah. Yeah. So, l- adding on to that story, so I had asked for this event if somebody else could attend. And so he included his whatever the event coordinator on there from mm-hmm. the firm. Mm-hmm. And so she I had saw... responded back and she said, she responded back and she's like, I just have to jump into this Monoskin conversation. <laughs> I actually, and she's from Chicago apparently. And she's uh-huh. like, I actually saw them in, Chi- in Chicago and on she's Friday like our night. Age too. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. she saw them and, she is an attorney, I believe, too. She said she didn't really know their music. Right. And now she's a huge fan. And now she's a huge fan. And so, but <laughs> she just happened to see him in Chicago the day before, or two uh-huh. days before we saw him. And yeah. like, what a small world. It's like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get this whole thing wrong. But like, you know, when, was it the Ed Sullivan show that like Elvis premiered on or something like that? And you see all those clips of those girls just going absolutely bananas. Like, that's how it was. Like, that's... That's how it was to be in that audience. It was like, oh my God, what's happening right now? This is so bananas. Like, yeah, I but I think so it was the, the the funny thing is not the funny thing, but it wasn't just the the girls, the females. It's like, no, yeah, it's everyone. Yeah, the whole crowd. That's like, my that, point, that, though. That, that's that the presence energy. that they had. Yes. It was amazing. Yes. <laughs> it was. I'm not saying it was like, oh, I have a crush on these guys either. It was like, no, I just like 
that's what I, I mean. It I'm was, not like I'm not even. I'm not crushing on them. They're I'm old enough to be their parents. Well, I was gonna say yeah. We're a little, I mean, we're that a was a old. harsh reality check when I realized, uh-huh. oh, oof, you could be my child. But and also, yeah, it's also helpful to know that like I'm not. I, there's not. There's no crush situation happening here. Well, I would hope not. Good. But I'm just enamored with well, their performance. Me too. It's really good. Yeah, I did not expect them to be that tight. That the stage presence, the energy, I didn't expect it to be that like overwhelming. Yeah. Like literally, I mean, the next day we were both like, we're still feeling it. Yeah, we are still feeling it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> now, now, now I'm gonna go in the downhill where I start to miss it. It's such know, a bummer because and crave it. We legit like have been trying to figure out how to see them again, and like they're just they're not that big yet. So like they were their next. Like they're in Tennessee tomorrow or Nashville, yep. and then like they're going to like Mexico, California, and then back to Europe. So it's like, oh, there's no way, there's no way. Yeah, Ireland, like... UK, or England. It's yeah. a bummer. It's a bummer. It is. We just have to wait for our, our turn. Apparently, they came last year to the Fillmore, and yeah. we didn't even know yeah. about it. So you know. So yeah. But it sounds like with their new album this year, it sounds like this this show was definitely a much higher I production. I'm surprised value show. that. So I have authoritatively stated, I think it's the best show I've ever been to in my life. First Dave experience is hard to compare. It was that. That's how amazing. That's how. That's like. That's how much I loved this. That's experience. saying a lot. It is saying an extremely a lot. It's, yeah. And that's not. A, that's not. That's a, that didn't make sense. But you know what I mean. No, I know um, what you mean. And the funny thing is, is like I didn't know their music. Like. I was not like I seriously like went into this like oh great like they had a strobe light warning like I had my earplugs ready to go like they like this is gonna be an hour and a half or two and a half hours of overstimulation I'm gonna like like two songs mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna do for the rest of this time and that is not what happened <laughs> no instead it's like staring their <laughs> eyes open like taking it all in and uh-huh. being like what is going on uh-huh. here so. <laughs> On that note, thanks, Rudy. We went last Wednesday night to another concert. We saw Macklemore, as you said. Yeah, which I also love that. I and thought he was a really good performer, but it was such a good. it was such a fun time. Totally different experience. It was great. It was a blast. It was you know it was a party. We knew a lot of his songs, and he puts on a great show. You know, again, talks to the fans. You know, makes it personal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a, a great showman as yeah. well. But it's like we went from that and it was like, that was great. Yeah. And then we go to Sunday night and it's like, whoa. Yeah. I know. Whoa. So much that like I just remembered what happened at the McLemore concert. Oh. Do you, do you want to talk about that? You told me you didn't like me after that. You didn't tell me that. I didn't tell you, you said that. other mean things to me. I said it was trashy. <laughs> There was a little a little kerfluffle. You know, is that the word? I was like, I was like proud of myself for mm-hmm. like saying something. Okay, <laughs> but what happened is they got mouthy back to me. So then I was like, oh no, we're not doing this right now. And so that's where, yeah. So as you would say, I got a little trashy. Let's just. But then I ended on like I ended with like, no, you're just you're just an asshole. You know what you did. It is what it is. Enjoy yes. the show. I, there was, there was, so we so were. So people snuck in. It's like they like literally weaseled their way in front of us. Like there was no room. And then they just like and took then up they, camp. And like they, they were, were going to watch the show. And we camp. were not at the front. So we had, a, we were kind of far back, but yeah. we were in a comfortable spot. Yeah. And they got in front of us and then they were like pointing, looking forward as if they were, the three women, as if they were looking for a spot to go. Yeah. And then you asked if, are at you going to stay here? At one point I got irritated. And I yeah. said, are you guys seriously going to like, are you guys going to like do this? Are you seriously going to You were nice about it. Here? You said, are you going to. I just need to know because I'm going to back up if you're going to stay right. here. No, we're going to move. Yeah, we're going to move. And then they didn't move. They didn't. And then the three of them kind of scooted in. And I knew they were lying to me. I you know. could tell. We were next to an aisle. So you did. You you rightfully I waited about ten minutes out. and then I couldn't take it anymore. No. I'm like, this is not right. You yeah. don't do this. This yeah. is not okay. Yeah. And, and what happened? So the one girl did get mouthy with me and I was like basically got mouthy back with her and then <laughs> finally just like, you know what? You're an asshole. Yes, you're an ass. She goes, I'm an asshole. I said, Yes, you're an asshole. You know exactly what you did. It's fine. Whatever. You have to go to bed with yourself tonight. Enjoy your show. And then they like conferenced. The one in front of me and was, then the other was girl very was nice. Like, what do you what do you want? And I said, I don't want anything. It's just forget it. And she was like, No, seriously, take this spot. Take this spot. You, you and you and I was like, No, it's fine. And then you were like, No, you're taking it. You you made a stink. You didn't say that, but basically you were like, yeah. you said what you said, and now they're offering it for you, so you're taking it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great the rest of the show. So and the the lady next to us on the side 
was like, yeah, this works better for me because but she agreed because they were, they were jerks too. There were two of them. There were there were two of us, <laughs> and we were standing there, and they kind of scooted in, so we had to go back, and there were three of them. So mm-hmm. the lady next to us was like, okay, now I'm rubbing elbows with these people because they're taking up more space. So yeah. anyway. It worked out better all the way around, and it was fine. And Except for that you told me I was trashy. I told you, you you acted trashy the way you handled it. I think. But it's fine. I, I think the the middle was trashy. I don't think the beginning and the end were trashy. I agree. I think I got trashy when she got mouthy with me. And, and I, I was like, are you serious? And I could not you're, hear. You're, you're the asshole here. I could not hear anything she was saying because the girl in front of me was like, <laughs> We'll totally move. Like we don't want to upset anybody. I was blah blah blah. Like, and you were talking around, to a different turn one. Turn around. Turn <laughs> you around. You were talking to a different one. That's so I, I did said. not know what that. I covered. said turn around. Because I'm like, here's this. Here's this one being all nice. Like totally, we'll give it up and it's fine. Okay, you took the spot and you shouldn't have, and you know you were wrong. Uh-huh. And but I could not hear what the one was saying to you. And yeah, you were like. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. you're you're just an asshole, and you have to go to bed with no, yourself. No, no, no. Well, Whatever you said, I don't. Know I, what you said. The part was when I was like, turn around, turn around, turn around. Like I was like basically yeah. like I'm not talking to you. And then, um, and then, no, I don't. Honestly, the part when I said she was an asshole, I don't think that that. In my opinion, I didn't think that was a trashy part because I literally like I was just like stating an objective reality. I'm like, it was an asshole move. You know, it's an asshole move. Why are we sitting here debating this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of where I was at with that. What? What'd you got there? Let me see. Uh, it's a work text. Oh, okay. So, no. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. I got to look at it later. I'll oh. look at it later. Um, so, yeah. But that concert experience was a fun experience. But again, that one was indoors. It's about 3,000 people. Beautiful venue. It was at the Fillmore, which yeah. is great. But I don't like how they pack those indoor love venues. That theater, though. It was so cl- it was so nice and classy. It was. I want to go back. Me too. Well, we are going back. We are back. going back. We're That's going right. back in two weeks. <laughs> We're for, uh, going to see Pete comedian. Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Yeah. So, yeah. which will be nice because we have seats. We have, you know, it's not going to be mm-hmm. crammed in there. Like I said, at this point in my life, being crammed in with that many people on the floor, mm-hmm. I think the pit experience, I can handle that. I liked it. We were in the pit at Monoskin, but we got to stay to the back. We weren't crowded. We had room to move mm-hmm. versus the floor at these shows, you know, when it's standing room only, they literally pack it where you can barely move. So yeah. even Macklemore, where it's like, you know, dance and jump and all this stuff, like right. I'm literally, my hands are tucked next to me. It's like being in an airplane seat where you're like, there's no room to move. You just right. have to sit here and you're trying to enjoy right. yourself and it's, you know, you can't yeah. get loose. Right. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. So what else is going on with you? Um, Not much else. I don't know. Are you enjoying this nice weather this week? No. Okay. So it's too hot today. It's like, what, 83 <laughs> degrees. It's October 2nd. Like, what? Ugh. Um, but I have been... It's October 3rd. Oh, Monoskin yeah. is actually playing tonight in Nashville. Oh, yes, yes, it yes. Is. That's right. Last night I joked about flying to Nashville. Yes. And I, you were like, you can't. It's tomorrow. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, it's I've been running a lot the last two weeks, and it's been the weather's just been gorgeous, and it's been fantastic. The runs have been fantastic, so that's what's new with me. That's nice. <laughs> you've <laughs> that's been, about it. You've kept up on your earthing. I we have. talked about that last week. I have. Yep. And you've done you've done better than me at that. I've done it, but you've done better oh, than me. My, well, yeah, you've barely done it. I do it every. I make sure to try to do it every day. Well, I uh, after I cut the grass this weekend, I, think I, only missed one I day. took my shoes and socks off and leave. Yeah, for like ten minutes though. Up. Like you're not committing to it. Like I'm doing it for like a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it Sunday after we ran. Uh huh. So, but no, I'm not committing to it the way I don't commit to anything the way you commit to anything. Well, okay. No, for real. I mean, we know that. Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't know that that's saying much about how much I commit to things though either. <laughs> it's not, but it's saying um, a hell of a lot less than about I am, me. I am following up with ukulele. I'm going to follow up with ukulele oh, you're going lessons. To? I swear. And I'm going to, I just have to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think the difference with a commitment like that is like, you're going to schedule a lesson. Yes. You're going to have to go at a certain time and be at a certain place. Yeah. Whether you're feeling it at that time or not, where yes. the other commitments you're making, I'm going to do this today. Right. This morning I want to do this, but you're really not completely locked in until you decide to do it. Right. There is a, That's a different level of like commitment at that point. What do you mean by that? You can say I'm going to go for a run this morning. Mm-hmm. 
And you follow through with it. You go for a run. Do you know how morning. hard that is, though, and how many times I don't follow through with it? Well, and so, so that's my. That's why I had to ask. Like, what do you mean by that? No, that's my point to it, though. Is you tip? You usually, I would say, you're you're pretty decent when you say you're going to do it. You typically do, but you can like be like, at some point this morning, I'm going to run before whatever time it is, mm-hmm. and you might choose to drink coffee or read or do whatever, listen to podcast until you feel like you've gotten yourself in a point where you're clean. ready to run clean. <laughs> Whatever it is that you're doing, uh-huh. you're not you're giving yourself some float in there. And then if you ultimately decide, oh, I got too busy doing this, then you don't run. You can't. You're not just going to not show up for a lesson, right? So if you That's book it out a week and if you book it out a week in advance, and you're like, okay, six o'clock Tuesday night, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. You oh, have to be there and locked in. Be in at, evening, not in well, the evenings. you know, you get my point. Okay, <laughs> eleven o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. <laughs> no, it's got to be on a Monday. Jim, I work on uh, Mondays. I have off. Anyways, finish your story. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's the point. No, that that's my whole point. Is it's mm-hmm. it's like that'll be a little more stressful for you. It will be, especially with something that you're going in uncomfortable with. It's hard to with, commit like, to. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I, no, gotta I don't do blame it. you. I gotta do it though. That's why I have to do it. I don't blame you. I just gotta make the phone call and do it. It's you do, so and I think hard. once you do it once, I think you'll be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Until they're like, I go back the next time. They're like, did you practice? Like you were told to. That's the every pro- single day. <laughs> so when I took guitar lessons <laughs> in middle school, uh-huh. and I dealt with that all the time. Did you practice? Uh huh. <laughs> Like, no, like, Uh yeah, maybe the day before I'm like, shit, I have a guitar lesson tomorrow. Uh I need to sit here and practice. Some weeks I would, depending on, you know, if I was learning a song or something like that. I'd be like, I like this one. I'm going to try. But at the same time, no, I was always that. I was never that committed to following through with it. And then you show up the next week and you're like, I should be way better. I should like have this down. And this is embarrassing. Yes. I think like... Taking music lessons, though, of some sort is unlocking some mysteries, though. So I'm looking at it that way. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to want to learn these things. Oh, totally off topic, but I just thought of it because I'm linking the two somehow. Macklemore is into sacred geometry. Uh-huh. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome. It's so fucking cool. That made the concert more exciting for me because I found that out before we went in. So How'd you find that out? From you. Yeah, exactly. From an Instagram post. <laughs> I tell you everything. <laughs> Well, and to me, we, we've talked about this a lot about, you you know, you mentioning, well, music is the same thing as, you know, science or whatever mm-hmm. else. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like the experience we had on Sunday night and that we shared with 7,000 people at that concert. Mm-hmm. It clearly was a shared experience. Dude, that has you know nothing I mean? to do with what I'm saying, but like, yes, also. I know it's, I know <laughs> it doesn't, but I'm just saying the power of it truly is. It makes me so envious that I don't have that ability. Like, I seriously just want to be a rock star at some point. Like, one of these lives, I want to come back as a rock star. I do. Especially him. I think I want to be him. Okay. Da- Damiano. Damiano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just like doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Maybe he does. He was so when he played blah blah blah, and then he like sunk into body surf or crowd surf. I was like, I can watch that clip. I've probably watched it a hundred times. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. Like uh-huh. I cannot stop watching the power, and you just hear the people scream. And then there was like a couple parts where he was like, you know, he'd do this countdown, and he'd tell people to like get down, and then jump up, and the lights would go berserk, and like all of yeah. the drums and the guitars, and it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yes, the collectiveness of that <laughs> yes. like experience. Well, even when they got down with the main show, and between and by that, the way, we were sober. Like, I mean, we don't do drugs, so like, yeah, it right, was right. like, what? <laughs> Let's clarify that. Do is this what it's like to do drugs? <laughs> yeah, and so before the encore, they left the stage. And, you know, typically people are cheering and clapping and stuff. Well, the people in the um, pavilion behind us in the seats, they all started banging on the seats. And like... Yeah, I didn't notice that. I I don't know how you didn't notice that. It was like a thunder that was resonating through the pavilion was this loud. And it was like... And I don't think I've ever been to a concert where, you know, people have stomped on their feet, like, you know, in certain things and maybe, I don't know, football games and stuff where you can feel that. This was like next level. Interesting. Yeah, I don't... I don't know how you missed that, but I don't know. I must have been. What yeah. song was it? That was that? It was between the the main set and the encore. Okay, so before they came out for the encore, when they I were think... like cheering them to come back on, and they started banging on the seats and stuff. Okay, all right. Well, maybe I did. Because at first it was maybe like I just wasn't as moved as you were. At but... First it was like, what was that? And then I was like, oh, okay, everyone's joining okay. in on this thing. So okay. Anyways, okay. yeah. So, uh, what was your favorite song? We're going back to this concert again. I I honestly don't 
think I could say I had a favorite song. What I will say, I think I enjoy blah 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 the most. Probably, I would say you did too. <laughs> what I will say is that songs of theirs that I'm like, mm, okay, sometimes skip. Uh-huh. You know, we I knew pretty much the set list beforehand because you can look, you can go online, and mm-hmm. you can see what the previous set lists were, and they're very mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Oh, that one's okay. I'll listen to it because they're going to play it. And then they played it live and I'm like, oh, that song has it that it took on a totally different dimension for me. And therefore, even the ones I didn't like totally sucked me in. And they did a cover of Kendrick Lamar's Humble. That was insane. That was cool. Uh huh. That's right. That's right. That was insane. What, what do you? What do you? What do you? We what just do you... got a text message that said Queen is back in Detroit next week. <laughs> oh, I knew that, but <laughs> who's who's? Uh, okay. <laughs> Who do you think? That's so funny. We're gonna we're a little addicted to concerts right now. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah we thought we took the kids to see queen how long ago and we were way up in the nosebleeds but it was pretty they had to be like 19 sweet i think it was 19 it's at it's at little caesars again okay and yes we were it was a christmas present we were way up and honestly was kind of like that was their first concert experience and it was like Sorry, guys. I mean, yeah, but it was still, cool, when, fun, when, but when we are the was it we are the champions? Was that the one? Like we were arm in arm. Like they loved. Like that was they yes. were all moved by that. Like, it was, it was a, like oh wow. It was a cool experience. But yeah. when you're like looking down at these ants on the stage, it's oh, kind of it like was also eh. terrifying if you're afraid of heights because it's very steep up there. <laughs> like yeah. I felt dizzy the whole time. I'm like I can't look down. I can't. look Well, down. don't go to the new orb or globe or whatever it's called in Las Vegas. Okay. Well, I won't be going to so. Las Vegas. That's not a problem. <laughs> um, but anyways, okay. So so back to what you were saying. I'm so sorry. That was off topic, but on topic, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so go ahead. Hello? <laughs> you were talking? <laughs> no. What were I we don't saying? think I was. I thought you were going to say something what there. What were and then we just... just like not. Well, you were talking about sacred geometry. Yeah. I, I totally brought... shifted to something else, just, just about the back... experience yeah. and the energy and the power yes, and the blah, yes. blah, blah. And then I was like, blah, That's blah, blah. actually not what I'm talking about. I know it's but... not. What was I saying before? You want to be a rock and roller. You want to be Damiano in your next life. Yeah, probably. Damiano also has a little bit of those uh, Lisa vibes from Girl Interrupted a little bit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Bringing this full circle (laughs) here. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. It's funny because somebody said... And not that I'm endorsing any of this, but somebody had said like that they wrote one of their songs while they were like they've admitted that they wrote one of their songs while they were wasted. And this was said like last week. And I was like, oh, that's so funny because I've just been like, you know, the bands that you and I go and see now, they're older and they don't, you know, they're drinking cold pressed juices before they come out on stage. Like that's not an exaggerated exaggeration. That's like literally what the Dave Matthews band does every time before they come out because they take pictures of it on their Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, but it used to not be like that. Like, I'm pretty sure he was like smoking pot on stage in his early days, you know. And so I was just laughing about how like, oh, your generation, like you guys are so young. Like, you know, this is how I know how old we are, like whatever. And yeah, sure enough, like these guys are smoking cigarettes the whole time, drinking beer on stage. Like they posted all over their Instagram. (laughs) I was like, okay, this ages us, but it's like, whatever. I guess you you guys can do that. You're young. You're in your 20s. You know, you'll rebound from this. Mm -hmm. Can't keep that habit up. But right, exactly. I liked it. I liked to see that on stage again. I really did. <laughs> well, it's just that free spirit, carefree yes. attitude. Yes. Like we're just we're just doing life. This is it. This is where we're at right now. And we don't need to be someplace else. We're just we're doing yeah. the here and now. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that's the I think that's the whole thing is we get to the age that we're at and you're like, our life is different and we don't have I don't want to say the luxury, but you just yeah. you kind of get past that. Mm-hmm. But then you go to something like that and you're like, oh, that's the fun part of that. Yeah. That's the part that, you know, yeah. and I don't say even that I miss, but like that experience. Yeah, we're over, yeah, because so you never really had it, I don't think. Not like, I mean, obviously <laughs> none of us did like them. I mean, you're no, no. freaking rock stars traveling around the world. Yeah, no, but it definitely like took me back to like my college years. And I was like, oh, I'm over here in the throes of a midlife crisis just... Uh-huh. I mean, it was, they tugged at my heartstrings with their cigarette smoking and booze chugging on stage. Uh-huh. I didn't see, I didn't see him chug booze on stage. I saw pictures on Instagram they, of them yes, they did not, chugging they, beer, but I didn't grabbed, see it. He grabbed a drink a couple times. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what was in there, but Yeah. But, I, but what I'm talking about, you're right. It is on Instagram. Yeah. They have a lot of that on Instagram. Yes. 
Um, he did say that. But they he all, didn't know they all that smoked a lot. Detroit smelled like French fries and weed. That's, he did say that. He did say that, which he was not, not wrong. wrong. He was not wrong. Not, at least that specific venue smelled definitely like uh-huh. that. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Just, just I guess we just want to keep talking about that concert because it was so good. I know. We can't get enough. And, and like, I've listened to it in the car, the, the album. Oh, I ran to know, it all music. morning. I ran to it all morning. I made and sure to download. The, I could only find three live songs, so the versions of songs that were available on Amazon Music. And so I just listened to those on repeat for my run. Okay. How was the live recorded, like, live? Good. Re- yeah. It was so really it good. So still carried the same. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, we talked about that with Florence and the Machine, who we didn't get to see. But then, you know, this last tour, she put out a live album from Madison Square Garden. It's like, again, you can you can just feel it. You can feel, and the album's incredible as it is. And then the live version of it, to me, is just like this. It is like next level mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so it's we're been going a, as them for Halloween. Yes. It's Have not official, decided? but I am. Okay. <laughs> I am. Well, we got to get on that. We got to figure that out. So, yeah, I guess. So. I mean, I'm on board with it. Okay. We just got to figure it out. So, okay. But, all right. Are you going to be okay not wearing underwear on Halloween? Well, I'm, go- yeah, I'm going as Damiano. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. Some chick threw a bra on stage and he's like, <laughs> so it just made me laugh. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Okay. So that. <laughs> You see this with other, I think, I think there's any, I don't know if it's Drake or who it is, but like there's a couple rap artists, I believe that this is a popular thing now that's being done and like. Well, I think it used to be. I was going to say, so is this like a, is this a throwback that's, it's coming back and you know. I feel like that whole concert was a throwback to be honest with you. What's the guy's name? Young Gravy or something? I think that's. I have no idea. And I don't even know who the hell he is. I have no idea. I'm not up on this stuff. Anyway. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. No, that, that's, that whole concert was a throwback in that way. Mm -hmm. The number. Number of women wearing fishnets and thongs was interesting. Um. <laughs> it was. It was. So there was a, there was a part of the show. They do this song, Cool Kids. Not my favorite song, but it was kind of cool because they probably had, I'm going to say, between 10 to 20 audience members that they had come out on stage and just like kind of like rock out to it with them. Okay. What do you mean? Okay. Yes. Okay. What are you saying about it? Yeah, yeah. I was it just was gonna, pretty cool. It was. It fun. was pretty cool it was because it was a bit of a random sampling. It wasn't like you know, like there was a guy in black leather pants and a you know black vest and stuff who took it off and had no shirt on. But then there were some mm-hmm. other people that were dressed kind of normal, and there was some guy in a nutty hat. Like it was just a, a, a. And I don't know if you know how they got selected. If it was before the show, if they knew they were going to do it yeah. or whatever the case is, but. It was just pretty cool because they did. It wasn't like up there for like a minute. Yeah, they were up there for the whole song, yeah. just like totally rocking out with the cool. band. It was really cool. And yeah, so yeah, you and I when we got there, we definitely stayed to the back of the pit. Like the other two, like went they went and got as close as they possibly could because I was like, I have no desire to be in the in the like chaos. You regretting there. that at all? I don't think so because I feel like it was pretty. We still had like pretty good like sp- spots. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. were close enough and like. You know, yeah, no, I don't regret that. Do you regret that? No, I don't. Okay. I just know for you, like when Wesley Schultz and the Lumineers comes out and, you know, the opportunity to touch him is like this <laughs> magical experience. Yeah. But it was kind of cool because they did a, a little acoustic set for two songs and they went to the sound booth, which mm-hmm. is like in the middle of the pavilion and mm-hmm. just the lead singer and guitarist went and stood like on top of it and sang. So for us, where we were, it was like a perfect view. Yeah. You know, of that too. So, yeah. But, yeah. We talked really enough cool. about this concert. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Do you think I we think should so. move on? <laughs> Do you literally have nothing else to talk about? I'm putting this on you and you're you're just like stuck. Are you putting this on me today? Yeah. You asked me, like, yeah. What What else? Do you have nothing that you can contribute to this conversation? Like, are we done? I mean, I think I've talked more than you about this. No, another stuff. topic. Oh, um, I don't know right now. I'm feeling, um, <sighs> I'm feeling a bit, I don't know if this is the right word necessarily, but like if you say you're at a crossroads, what, what, what defines that point? Like what, like what? <laughs> I'm saying that that's not the right, that's not the right word. You can, you can edit this out. Okay. Um, no, outside of, outside of our concert experiences and our escape from reality and the daily, yeah. which has taken up a lot of our time this last week, yeah, obviously. It has. I feel like um, in other areas... There's been a lot of stuff going on, both professionally and 
Um, no, 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 I, I'm not. But professionally, you have stuff going on professionally. I just mean like busy. Like it's like it's oh. like ramping up where things are busy and there's a lot of yeah. different like I'm like being pulled in a lot of different ways. It feels like right yeah. now and trying to find that balance and the yeah. you know what gets prioritized. And then I feel like um, you know we're still in the throes of football and mm-hmm. cross country and mm-hmm. everything else. And it's like I, I, I guess I'm, I'm saying all of this because I think you know we're at that point where and again crossroads isn't the right word, but it's like there's all these things happening. And sometimes when it, it, it feels very overwhelming sometimes when they all kind of collide mm-hmm. at the same time and there's mm-hmm. a lot to deal with. And then occasionally you get this like, I don't want to say perfect balance, but this like where these points kind of hit and come together in a beautiful way. Yeah. And even when things are tough, like it feels like things are in alignment at the same time. Wait, you have a key at the pause for a second. Oh, what? Um, Avery made a big mess with the toilet paper. Um, Queen's coming to Detroit next Wednesday. Yeah, we know. Uh, we know. <laughs> we know. We don't. It's like a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's not we, we've been talking about <laughs> no, that on our podcast because I came in. Adam Lambert. Huh? It kind of stuck with Adam Lambert. Well, it's, it was fun, but yeah, it's, good, it's just that's not a lot of money. It's a lot of dough. <laughs> a lot of dough. <laughs> if it was Freddie Mercury, maybe. Will you put the toilet paper on that on the railing here? Is it all over? All. Just leave it. I just he's just gonna do it again unless you leave it. That's the benefit of leaving it. Yep. Okay. Well, we're almost out of toilet paper, so that's not good. No, it's not. I just bought some. How oh, you did? Okay. Like a while ago. We would have been oh. out. Way to pay attention. I think we're close. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just bought some. Okay. Like last week. Okay. So well, if you're then... telling me that we're almost done, you're like, we're not. Okay. All right. You're, this was your making up drama, though. It's cute. I thought we were. I thought we you were. You didn't low. think we were. I did. You obviously didn't. <laughs> I you did. I just haven't looked in a week, but you just No, because like Rudy's it. destroyed like two rolls now. So I anyway. I know. That's your whole thing of like. Blah, blah, <laughs> blah. Gotta clean it up. Blah, blah, blah. Better clean it up. Otherwise, we're going to run out of toilet paper. Blah, blah, blah. But what I'm telling you to tell you is that you're actually conserving it this way because he's just going to go back and roll it again. He, that's that. So he's like a toddler. I know. I was going to move it so he couldn't get it. Duh. That doesn't happen but anyway. Anyway. All right. All I was trying to say without saying too much is that the way things come together sometimes, um, and I don't know if it's just by chance or if it's by, you know, all of the parts moving together the way they need to move together. Uh-huh. Like it just doesn't happen very often, but when it works the way it feels like it's supposed to work, when things come together Mm -hmm. and we come together and everything, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And also, you know, what I'm learning here though, Jim, is that even when it seems like things aren't working the way they're supposed to be working, they are working the way they're supposed to be working, especially and as long as your response to it is yeah, what it needs to be. Exactly. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. That, that, that No, that's a huge part of it. And I think that for both of us, um, our response together, we've worked like in harmony with each other. Yeah. And that's been... You can thank me for that for because I'm working on myself so hard. Yeah, me too. So therefore, I am the change I want to see in the world. It is working. <laughs> Keep it up. I'm just kidding. Keep it up. But I'm not totally kidding. I mean, for real. No, I feel like I've been trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Not going to, you know, not ignoring things, not, um, you know, it's just like being real and in the moment and... Mm-hmm. As things come up, it's like, don't procrastinate. Authentic don't try to. Everywhere yeah, you go. exactly. Mm-hmm. And it feels good. I think that's the part of it. It doesn't have to work perfectly, but it feels good. It feels real. Yeah, it feels. You know, like even if the outcome isn't what you hoped for, if you feel good about how you handle the situation, then that's how you know. Yes. That, you know, things are. Exactly going as they should probably yeah unless you're telling a girl that she's an asshole at a um macklemore concert um but <laughs> i mean well it doesn't mean every moment has I to go perfectly regret saying something to her i told you that i regret I some of the things that i said like turn around turn around i'm <laughs> done with you i'm done with you turn around like you know <laughs> i Yes, I don't. I don't need to add on to that. That's that sums it up beautifully. (laughs) And it was fine. It's not. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. But it was just like okay, you know, me standing next to you, you know, and I could have stepped in and said something too, and I didn't. I didn't. And so it's like it's very easy for me to look at you and be like, you should have handled that differently. Like you should you should hold yourself to a higher standard, and you should handle it differently. And the funny thing is, is like I've caught you doing that 
with other people yeah. and you are like, I've never done that. I'm like, yeah, you have. I know you have. I'm sorry. I know yeah. I can't pull this specific example, but I swear I have it in my head. It's in my memory bank. I'm like, no, I know you have done that where you've gotten really upset with somebody because mm-hmm. you've confronted them. You didn't like their response. And then you've gone, mm-hmm. you've said some things like strangers. I'm talking about strangers. Yeah. So, well, I did that to that weird guy at that one concert that was probably on drugs. Okay, but I don't know that you should say that he was weird. I think you could say he was inappropriate. But also, I feel like there's been other circumstances. Okay. At the time, he was being inappropriate. Yeah. And you're right. You did, you did like do and say things that you shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, stop. Like, you mm-hmm. don't say those things. Like, you don't know. He might try to hit you. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. Anyways, um, so yeah. <laughs> All of that to say, all of that came from, all of that came from your fork in the road or your, I'm sorry. Crossroads. crossroads. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not, it's not a crossroad. I guess it's, you know what it is when I say crossroads, it's not, it's not crossroads. It's, or a crossroad, whatever. It's, it is a, it is a um, conscious decision to step up and be authentic and be real Uh and like not try to shy away or hide from. Uh-huh. Not just responsibility, but like showing up for other people okay. what they need. So I think it's like yeah. all the way around. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah. When I talk about the work stuff, it's even like some of this, you know, a couple meetings I've had to have that have been a little bit, I don't want to say tense, but like it's my role to take the lead here and I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I've got to do it responsibly and I need to do it professionally and I need to do, you mm-hmm. know, be prepared. And like there's mm-hmm. just like, of course I can do it, but yeah. it's easy not to. Right. And I will say it's very easy. You well, you don't get this. You don't have the opportunity when you have um, your therapy sessions, even if they're not in person, if they're virtual. Mm-hmm. You have to be pretty lockstep. Obviously, you're one on one. You're with the other person, and you're there as their therapist. That's why therapy is very so, exhausting. Like. There's a lot of Zoom calls where it's like, it's easy to turn the camera off mm-hmm. and half listen and mm-hmm. half be like, okay, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 20 people on this call and all right, I, you know, I'll mm-hmm. listen when I need to and not listen. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to get sidetracked on those calls and kind of tune out mm-hmm. instead of being like, well, no, I have to, I'm going to stay engaged because, you know, even if I don't think it's all valuable, like it's important to participate, yeah. you know, and it's just so easy in so many ways now not to not to have to do that yeah and to kind of like you know Mm -hmm. just hide and be like well i'm here yeah that's all that matters i'm on the call you know but you're uh, since you're leading you feel like you have to be on on and paying attention and like okay Okay. somebody has a question all right what's your question okay this is what's going on and it's like okay oh shit yeah this is my role yeah you know you catch yourself for a minute sometimes being like another participant on the call and you realize Mm -hmm. like oh no i've got to kind of moderate this Mm -hmm. So anyway. So you are the chairman of a board and that role is new to you since when? Like May. Since May, you weren't expecting the level of maybe responsibility that's involved or you maybe you underestimated. Both. So like, yeah, how's that going? How, I mean, just from your own personal journey there, like what's that like for you as you have maybe recognized like, Obviously, the way you just stated that, it sounded like you were kind of like, oh, shoot, I got to I gotta be on my game. There was a reckoning maybe of sorts internally, maybe. And so, like, how are you doing with this yeah, transition? I, do you like it? I do like it. I, I absolutely do. But this in this position, like, as a board, a full board, we only meet once a quarter. That's mm-hmm. the schedule. Okay. So there's not, like, a lot of time, but then there's committee meetings and stuff like that. And so realizing coming into this role, there was a, the organization itself, lots of change so you So it's been a lot more than quarterly meetings, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's ended up being a lot. It's been a lot of one-on-one calls with certain people. It's been a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. um, small group calls mm-hmm. and putting together, you know, here's how I'd like to structure some committees and things, you know, taking feedback from other people. And Mm -hmm. in general, you know, it's an organization that just kind of, I don't want to say it runs itself, but, you know, it's an organization geared towards serving an industry, not toward trying to grow and become something else. It's a nonprofit. Yeah. So it's not like the goal is to, hey, how do we grow business? How do we do this? It's no, the goal is to serve the members by providing a specific thing. And that's, that's it. So it's like, so from that standpoint, it's like, well, how hard is that? Yeah. You know, you're not trying to grow the business. You're really just trying to keep it moving in the right direction and, and stay up with current trends. But like, you know, uh-huh. how do we reach the audience we want to reach and make sure that the service is reliable that they provide? But it's like, then you realize there's all these kind of shortcomings that when you have, I think what happened is 
we've got the board that exists today is a pretty um, well uh, experienced. I don't want you to have to give details of anything. But I don't think that I don't. But I, want, I don't. But but what I'm wondering is that you um, sometimes boards are called upon to be. Um, present in a way and they're not like a lot of times boards are just sort of doing their functioning but then there's like these protocols in place for if this happens the board that has to take over and do these mm-hmm. things you have found yourself in that position a few times to some degree correct? yeah or no okay well yeah and before i even was in this seat and the board yes there were some other things going on that required some i don't well I'm Board just saying, oversight. I'm, I guess what I'm saying is it seems like you've had a pretty diverse and full experience in your short time so far yes. when it comes to your role. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I think, I think stepping into a board role, it's, it's on a, on an organization that's functioning and just, mm-hmm. you know, is doing fine. Mm-hmm. You can step in, you can add, but I think a lot of times those positions are, you know, there's not a lot of energy that you, needs to be expended. You've just been called to, upon. You yeah. guys have been utilized to the full, to a pretty great yes. extent. So that's, yes. that's, that's good experience. That's a good thing. That's exciting. Yes, <laughs> it is exciting. It is exciting, but you know, it's when you have other people looking at you and going, Hey, what's the plan? Uh, okay. You know, uh-huh. then it's like, yeah, okay. No one's going to tell me what the plan is. Yeah. I got to work with these people and come up with a plan. Yeah. Okay. So that's been a good experience. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Does that translate into other areas when you're really called to be a leader and then you find yourself delivering? Do you find that like sort of manifests in other areas of your life too, uh, the benefits of that? I do. You do. Okay. I do. And that's what I was alluding to, I think, even personally is, okay. you know, taking the role where things will work out, you know, and mm-hmm. I'll step in when I need to step in or I'll, mm-hmm. you know, engage when I need to. But mm-hmm. it's like, okay. oh, actually, I mean, of course, as a dad, I'm not saying like, just sit back and let everything happen. Well, <laughs> you might, you would disagree I with that. that but that's... but there's a, there's a, that there's a heightened awareness around that. I'll say that. Okay. So, okay. That's cool. So you're recognizing that it's almost in a way like, Wherever you go, there you are. Like I might be showing up in the home where I'm showing up at work and then you notice like, oh, I'm being told I need to show up. I'm not being told, but I'm in a position now where I am showing up differently. I notice how I'm showing up differently. I notice how this could change in the home. I'm not just picking on home, but I'm just saying, do you know what I mean? Whether it was like with your other areas of life too, like that that translates across the board. It does. Board. Board. Pun intended. What I'll add to that, too, is that I'm finding when I do that, mm-hmm. that everybody else around me mm-hmm. is able, let's just say home, for example, mm-hmm. I feel like oh, everyone's able to share it in that and kind of like step up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I notice that between you and me. And it might be short lived, but I'm like, oh. oh, I think I stepped up and therefore you are able to step up in a different kind of way. And oh, you, you know mean what like I mean? what I've been telling you since day one? Yeah, you actually maybe. saw. Maybe you actually were like, "Oh, she's right." That did you know just what they happen. say about ten years? I'm just kidding. Um, what do they say about ten years? I don't know. That's when you start to figure things out. Maybe. Oh, I feel like that's it either when falls, ap- like either that's falls when apart, either falls apart, or I feel uh, like that's when everybody I know gets to work. Yeah, it either falls apart or you figure it out. Oh, okay. So we're gonna right. figure it out. Okay. <laughs> um. No, I was actually kidding about that. But that's interesting that you had that experience that you, you're right. In hindsight, you're right. That is probably what happened. Yeah. And I I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to happen every time, but I do think that there's something behind it. I I, I definitely, there's, Yeah. it's like a a, um, collective shift in a way. Yeah. Oh, I step up in this way. Then other people, you just kind of feel like you're moving in together. Yeah. So. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. How about you? So, yeah. How about me? Um... I feel like I have been, especially the last couple of weeks, sort of really tuning, working on tuning into like the physical needs of my body and considering the way my thoughts and emotions are impacting my physical body in any given moment and just working to more so than usual, be more attuned to that, um, having realistic goals here. But like also like really understanding the importance of what I put into my body, how I take care of it, whether or not I, you know, the need for yoga, the need for earthing, the need for exercise, nature, um, 
that it truly does sort of provide like this clearing in a way where it's like I can respond to stress more responsibly, but like truly too. Like I truly do feel more centered. I feel less reactive. I feel less um, activated. You feel like your, over ner- other you feel like your nervous behavior. system is more under like yeah. control. Like if something, I'll be like, it doesn't matter that that person's doing that. Yeah. It truly, I don't even. I mean, I'm, this isn't a hundred percent of the time, but there is. I'm definitely noticing the payoff of this now, where I'm I'm feeling it. It's like, oh yeah, I actually, I actually don't. That's not bothering me. You know, like that's their journey. Like, or just whatever. Like acknowledging, okay, that activates me. Why? Like, you know, like just to. to to continue to be centered it doesn't involve ignoring things. It's just a lot. It, it's, there's room for more authenticity, real authenticity. I like so. the idea of the the checking in with yourself, the self awareness piece, yeah. and not being like, "Oh, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. It's cool." No, that's not the case. It does. This yeah. is true. And then exploring that feeling versus trying to you can't ignore it. Like you said, it's not about ignoring it. It's just about and allowing you know, you hear yourself this a lot. to. Like I'm not gonna. It's not about. It's not about reacting. It's about responding. You know, that's uh-huh. a big catchphrase you'll hear yeah. in the world of therapy a lot, especially. But like, I feel like I'm getting just getting a lot more clarity around that, and that's happening with more ease. I think it helps too. Obviously, when other things around you in your universe, your world, feel more balanced. They it's easy. It's do, easier to. But get... they. Ha- I. I also feel like I. I also don't know that they are. I feel like I'm just in a better place okay. with that now. It's more acceptance around that, and it. I can see that. But I had to get out. I had to get out of balance to force myself to in balance. I can see that. So yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think if certain things come up, it'd be easy to allow, even if it's like, oh, this isn't about me here. But allow yourself to get triggered just because in in the past these things have affected us greatly in different ways, and to be like, no, I don't. That that it doesn't. doesn't yeah. Phase me at this point. Right. That's that person's journey. Yeah. And like you said, I don't have to ignore it, but at the same time, I'm not going to get triggered about something that they're dealing with. Yes. 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 And it feels authentic. It really does. Nice. So it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. I'm just really excited for challenges at this point. It sounds bizarre. It does sound bizarre. I am. I did reach out. I want. I do want to get that. I did reach out. I haven't heard back though. So now I think I'm about to call them. I sent a message that I want to set up a, an appointment for acupuncture. Now I need to actually. I didn't hear back yet. So I'm gonna probably have to. Yeah. Make an old I can't wait phone to. Hear, call. I can't wait to hear about that experience. Well, we'll see if it happens. But at least I need. Well, it's to, going like, to happen. See. It might not happen right now, but yeah, you're gonna do it. Yeah. Unless they give you some information and say you're not. You Unless they're like, it. I'm sorry, but it's ten thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. Like, yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem. <laughs> or whatever, any thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I really do love like the whole earthing thing. Though I'm not going to lie, I'm like kind of in a romance with that this week. Like going for a run and taking my shoes off and sitting under the tree at the lake. Which is such a basic thing if you think going back to childhood and stuff. Like I ran around all the time with no shoes and no socks on. Like I played know. outside all the time. Yeah, like and that. it makes perfect sense why we yeah. need it, but. Um, yeah, you, I did it on Saturday. I ran by myself and, um, I was out there by myself and I was sitting, I was probably sitting there for like 20 minutes and I was sitting positioned on a rock kind of weird. And all of a sudden I tried to get up and both of my feet were numb, fully fallen asleep. Like I was, it, I panicked. I was like, this is never like to this level, like feet. I don't recall this ever happening before. I immediately started like massaging them to bring them back to life. <laughs> I couldn't believe that happened. I'm like, how did I not notice that? I mean, the water was cold. My skin still had sensation. Like, you know, I didn't think about that. I bet it was because your feet were in the water and there's a different sensation in the water. That had maybe. to be the reason you wouldn't feel it because otherwise I always feel it when my feet are falling asleep. I know. But I bet I bet because the water's a little bit colder now and you had your like feet in there. You probably terrifying. Yeah. And it was both of them. I'm like, I, I'm not going to be able to walk home. I'm going to slither home. Did, I'm going to call Jim. He's did you feel like you were walking like a weirdo. Um, I I waited a minute to get up because people were out there and I didn't want them to like see me stumble or something. But <laughs> I stood up. And I'm like, okay, I think I can walk. But then they were one of them was tingling for a, a few minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. I hate that feeling. So, but then the next day, <clears throat> you and I were out there together and we were like just looking. This time I stood up. <laughs> I was just checking out the rocks and stuff. And all of a sudden, I looked down and I saw three acorns stuck together, three acorn toppers, and I just like 
busted. I was listening to music. I had my AirPods in, busted into silent tears. Like my eyes filled up and I just had this like core memory activated. And I was like getting ready to like fully embrace this profoundly moving experience. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But then I look up and you're talking to these people and I'm like, oh, I gotta, you're like talking to these people. I better like take off my AirPods and see what's going on. And then it took a minute to register, but it was my kid's dad and his girlfriend. So I was like, Uh oh, hi. (laughs) So then we ended up talking to them and I lost my profound emotional experience. But um, I remembered that, um, I remember this from time to time, but my dad always, always had to have an acorn topper that he would just like have that he would just rub his thumb in. Like it was this whole thing. And then when I was especially little, I remember like we'd be walking out in nature and he'd always be on the lookout for the perfect one because apparently it was hard to find the perfect one, you know, and if he misplaced one, he always had like a few on hand. Um, And I was just like so overwhelmed by that memory. It was just so like special to me. Well, and Christopher said he remembers in his study that yes. he had acorns in there. Yes, because I came home and I was stuck because I brought the three that were stuck together home and only for Rudy <laughs> to steal them. I don't know what happened to them. They're gone. Oh, he chewed them. So yeah, I was gone. telling Christopher about that and I was like, oh, Rudy, where's that? And he was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, yes, I remember grandpa did that. Yeah. So I don't know if he still does or not. And I'm like, no, I need to find out. But my point was, is that it just made me think about so much, obviously. It, 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 it literally was like, you know, when we say like, well, I say a lot like, oh, I just want to bottle up this experience. It's just like, it's just like a core memory just got uncorked. Like it was uh-huh. in a bottle and it just went, and it just like hit me hard. You know, it was just so silly. I don't even know why it made me so emotional. Did you, in your head, were you actually picturing like, oh yeah, you, okay, I pictured so you were myself, back in the same. Yeah. Like walking in the woods and like, you know, being just like, as tall as like maybe his like thigh and holding his fingers that always seem so huge to me and like you know I don't Uh know so yeah probably like all of that it's just like wow life is so awesome and fast (laughs) it goes so fast when you were sharing that with me not and not anywhere close to the level of your experience and going back to you walking through the woods with your dad and stuff but I instantly like as soon as you did that it took me back to a tree we used to have in our neighborhood that was on a little cul-de-sac island. Oh. And I remember that tree had acorns and oh, okay. they were all over the place. And it's just funny because it wasn't, I mean, it was not even close to our house in the neighborhood. But I remember like I'd ride my bike over there and like I just remember that tree from the acorns. And I'm sure there were other mm-hmm. trees in the neighborhood that had acorns as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that one just stood out to me like going to that specific place. So, Okay. And what's coming up for you right now? <laughs> Anything I, I, else? Well, was it magical? Was it? <laughs> you know, I, I, it just, it just took me back to like childhood riding my bike and you know with friends and stuff. And it was like it, the where this was was between two adjoining neighborhoods that connected, but they were separate neighborhoods. And it was so it was kind of like, not that I couldn't go further, but it was like the end of our neighborhood. Um, mm. So it was just kind of going back to that that time of being a kid and riding my bike through the neighborhood and you know again just there wasn't like this profound experience but it did take me back to a time and place yeah yeah I feel like I have like so many memories from pre like before I was in school like maybe preschool where I only went like two days a week and I feel like if I'm really gonna like think back like that's like my favorite time in life like there was just no commitments like everything was just like, I don't know. It was everything with safety. It was just like, I get to wake up. I, you know, mm-hmm. my mom's going to make me tuna fish or peanut butter and jelly. And she's going to cut it in four squares. And I'm going to watch Superman on TV. And that's <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Or like my Literally then, zero then, responsibility. And no just... responsibility. I go to, like, I feel like I didn't really like preschool that much because I was like, I had like, you know, anxious attachment. Like, what do you call that? Separation anxiety. But like, I feel like that was maybe enough where I did like it a little bit. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. like a couple hours, a couple days a week Yeah. where it was like I could, it was like, I just feel like I have like, I just picture a, so many warm fuzzies come up for mm-hmm. me. That's all I want to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that was the highlight of my life. <laughs> Three years old. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry. Kidding. It's been a long uh, 41 years. Um, But I'm obviously not serious, but it is like, okay, that was my comfort zone. Yeah. Which is not surprising knowing you. Yeah. That that safety net, like that just complete feeling of safety. Mm-hmm. Of course that would be your 
comfort or your, your you know where you feel yes. the most at home. Yes. Yeah, as a painfully shy child that never wanted to leave the house, of course that was my comfort zone. <laughs> I was telling my sister-in-law one day, did you say this about we were talking? I was I don't even know why this came up, but it was like I feel like a few months ago we were talking about something, and I was like, yeah, I remember, um, like when I got a little older, I had to go to my neighbors to be babysat a lot. Like I think it was it started in kindergarten, and um, I remember like. There, my kindergarten was like half day, whatever, and her son and I were best friends. And back then it was very different. Like we literally just roamed around the neighborhood and we were like five years old. But I remember like being like, I have to go to the bathroom and being afraid to go back to his house and like begging him to go with me and him being like, no, no, I'm not going back there. You have to go yourself. And like being like, never mind, I'll just poop my pants. And like, (laughs) I think we talked about this. And I remember like another time, like, it's like, it's not like I didn't know how to go to use the bathroom but i think adults thought i didn't know because i would pee my pants because i was too well, afraid to tell her no shit. i had to go to the bathroom i was too afraid to say i need to go to the bathroom yeah and i just remember thinking like oh my god she thinks i don't know how to do this but i do and my sister-in-law was laughing she's like that's painfully shy and i'm like exactly yes, exactly that's how bad that's it was see, for me yes that is the perfect explanation i still for remember your... like she had to give me his like superman underwear and his like army green levi or jeans and that were too tight that I had to wear for the rest of the day and I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, maybe you should just ask for the bathroom. Because <laughs> we were outside. If I would have been inside, I would yeah. have had no problem like going to the bathroom, but I would have to go knock on the door right. and get her attention and be like, let I me need in to use your bathroom. so I can go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So those years before that were my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> Life got hard, very hard for me after that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Uh Wow. You've come a long way. I have. (laughs) I'm still working at it. Still working. Aren't we all? Anyways. Aren't we all? You don't have any similar stories. I take it. Um... No, not, not, no. I'm sure I probably do, but none that I can specifically recall with any, The like, acorn tree in the cul-de-sac didn't bring up anything like that for you. <laughs> no, I, okay. like I said, I'm sure I pissed my pants at some point or something. I don't think I ever shit myself, like. I remember being, because I remember, I remember, like, they lived, like, three or four houses down, but I remember being in my backyard playing and, like, cleaning off my clothes with my parents' hose and, like, having to wear wet socks and wet tennis shoes all day because I made a mess everywhere. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and I remember his mom coming around the corner. I'm like, "What are you guys doing? We gotta go. We got errands to run." And I was just like wet for the rest of the day. And I don't. <laughs> that's where my memory is probably shady because I she maybe she ignored it. Maybe she didn't pay attention. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, we have a barking dog. I know the other one, the old one. Oh, okay, it's not not Rudy. I don't even know where Rudy is right now, which is concerning. But okay, okay. So, so are you ready to wrap it up? I guess so. Okay. I'm having so much fun listening to you tell the stories though. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.